Call this meeting to order. Start with the prayer and a pledge. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together to do the work that is assigned to us. Let us seek your wisdom and counsel and the truth and act upon it. In Jesus' name, amen. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell. Here. Mr. Bronner. Here. Mr. Bishop. Here. Mr. Boehner. Here. Mr. Tommen. Here. Mrs. Kroger. Here. Mrs. Edichico. Here. All seven present. We have a quorum for business and a quorum for legislation. Uh, seeking approval of the minutes from the previous meeting. Has everybody received a copy? Yes. Yes. Has yes. everybody read their copy? Yes. Yes. Okay, so. Motion to approve as distributed. Second. Okay, so is that the first distribution or second distribution? That would be the revised one. Revised, okay. yeah. Who was the second? Was that Bob? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Carries by voice vote. Audience seeking participation. Some of you have been here before, so I'll boil it down. Um, state your name, address, you get five minute limit. I have a timer. Whoever's first up, please come up and speak. You are welcome to pick up the microphone and speak into it directly. I've, I've heard complaints from people saying that you can't really hear the speakers too well. So um, if you do come up to speak, please pick up the microphone or adjust it so you can be heard. It's all right. Um, okay, hi. Uh, my name is uh, Bill Tucker. I live at uh, 9460 Waxwing Drive um, I'm on the Blue Ash side. And um, I came, uh, you know, to, to, you know, to thank the cities of Blue Ash and, and, and Reading for, for reclosing the, uh, the barrier. And um, I heard that there's been a, you know, a lot of, you know, talk about this. And so, you know, I was doing some research and I just wanted to share some things. Um, so I, well, like I was told, told by my neighbor uh, that somebody said that that last Friday an EMS uh, uh, vehicle uh, tried to go through the, uh, through the locked barrier and uh, and was not able to. Now um, that that's not true. Um, it was able to go through. There is a knockbox lock on like on on the gate. I'm sure the records from like from the vehicle will show that it went through, and we have a video um, if anybody needs it. Um, so you know rumors. Um, <coughs> So um, okay, so I would like to th like to thank the Reading uh, Police Chief um, um, Edens uh, for for sending me a copy of the data of, uh, uh, um, from the speed detector <coughs> um, that was set up on Waxwing uh, when the barricade was open. Um, as a safety issue, like uh, like I was concerned concerned about the speeds of the cars. So there were mul multiple vehicles traveling like well over uh, 40 miles an hour. <coughs> one that was recorded was 52 miles an hour now this is after two stop signs on um, on the uh, like on the flat part in Reading on, um, on, on Waxwing so you know going down the hill I, I mean I don't know for sure but I've seen the cars and it's scary um, and this uh, this was, this was, um, th this was recorded at 3 30 uh, in the afternoon at about the same t time that the middle school bus is dropping off kids on a street with no sidewalks on a hill 
Um, um, I attended uh, the last city council me meeting, so hello again. Um, and, and I voiced my concerns, and I heard from several uh, uh, Reading residents, um, as they described, accidents and damage caused by people uh, speeding down the hill on Waxwing, uh, slamming into the barricade when it was closed, smashing mailboxes, hitting parked cars, and, and, and damaging yards. Um, this time that, that the barricade was open, on the first day we lost two mailboxes immediately. <coughs> I, I went to, uh, to, to the, uh, the Hamilton County Recorder's Office to, uh, to print out a copy of the, of, of the vacation of, of those two parcels uh, from, uh, fr uh, uh, from Waxwing Drive in 1962, actually by the City Council of Reading because they were trying to avoid a dangerous situation like this and they wanted to guarantee that this gate was always going to be closed or that the street would always be a dead end. Um, in 1975, uh, some neighbors on the street uh, formed, um, uh, formed a nonprofit corporation with the purpose, and I quote, to provide for the perpetuation of, of the beauty and safety of Waxman Drive. Uh, this entity purchased these two deeds uh, 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 for these par parcels that make up the barricade um, um, itself. So bottom line, from my perspective, uh, this property is not a road. It is private property owned by a corporation controlled by the people who live here, or there, I suppose, because I'm, I'm not home. Um, and so this fact should easily negate it as a, um, as a public throughway. Um, I believe it is, is clear that the city of Reading wanted this barricade to be closed um, and that it should never, uh, never be left open um, to be a pass-through for general traffic. Um, it should not be used as one now or in the future. I understand that people are in a hurry. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a, a, a detour uh, with the Hunt Road, um, a construction <coughs> Um, is an inconvenience. Um, I do not believe that anyone's intention is to trade the safety of, of our children and, and our neighborhood uh, uh, for convenience, but clearly that is what we're talking about here. Um, Waxwing is a narrow street on a hill with no sidewalks. It is not desi designed for heavy traffic. Um, so again, you know, thank you, uh, 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 you know, like for, like for your part in keeping it closed. I appreciate your help and, and I appreciate your, uh, uh, your listening to me stutter and ramble. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Tucker. Any questions for Mr. Tucker? Okay. Thank you. Anyone else? Hi, Lisa Durbin, 196 Waxwing Drive. Um, thank you for letting me speak again. Um, I want to thank you also for closing the gate. We're very much um, more peaceful, and um, it feels a little bit better knowing that we don't have to worry about the kids up the street. I did want to read an article that one of the neighbors found from 1962. It's a Cincinnati Enquirer article. Let me pause for a second. Can you pull that microphone to you, please? Because yeah, I can this. barely hear you. Thank you. Is that better? Yes. Okay. Um, the article reads, dead end means just that to Reading. The story starts and finishes with a dead end namely the dead end that divides Waxwing at the Reading Blue Ash city line. A developer of land on the Blue Ash side has offered to build the missing link. However, residents on the Reading side don't want anyone driving through Waxwing Drive. They got Reading Council this week to direct Wilbert Dietrich, service director, to barricade and close the north end of Waxwing, in quotes, to prevent a possible dangerous condition from developing if said street is constructed northward, end quote. 
Council also passed a resolution vacating the last five feet of the street to make sure Waxwing Drive remains a dead end. That is my corner of the street where the dead end is. Um, I looked at the street after everything was closed up and I want you to know there are two manhole covers there for the water. Both of them have huge potholes on either side of them. It's cement there, it's not asphalt. It wasn't intended to be a pass-through. So if somebody could tell me how I go about getting those filled in with cement, not asphalt, so that they are repaired, um, I'll go ahead and contact that person. Um, again, I just wanna, wanna state that we don't want that open for any reason. It was changed, and I don't know exactly what date it was. If somebody has that information, I'd appreciate the update. Um, to a gate that opens up. It was previously a barricade that was not allowed to have any traffic go through. So safety isn't an issue at this point. Everybody, I've been told, that needs to have a key to get through there for emergency services, and I know the snow people, um, when they bring the plows through, they have the keys for it on both sides. So I don't believe that that's a good argument for us. I agree with Mr. Tucker, the safety of our kids, all the kids in the neighborhood, is much more important to us than the convenience of having the ability to go through that. Thank you again. Thank you. Any questions for Ms. Durbin? I, I just got a, one quick comment. I did talk to Mrs. Durbin before the meeting, and I'll get this information to Daryl tomorrow about the potholes up there. Um, because if if a truck would get too close to them, it could cause some real damage on his pilot manholes up there. Very good. Any other people wishing to address council? No other seeing none. We're going to move on to the reading of communications. <clears throat> All right. This is an email from Mr. Tucker. Um, to uh, President of Council Dwight Dom. Hello, Dwight. Thank you for sharing so much about the barricade. The Durbins and I uh, are following up uh, several leads. I contacted Mayor Serkin. I wanted to share his response with you. Again, thank you for all your efforts on this. Sincerely, Bill. And this is the email from um, the Mayor of Blue Ash, Mr. Serkin. Thank you for taking the time to reach out. The mayor of Reading, Robert Bo Bemis, has repeatedly and passionately requested that the city of Blue Ash open the gate on Waxwing for the short time that Hunt Road is closed. His main concern is for the is for the well-being of the residents near <clears throat> near the closure and the significant delay it would take if they had an emergency, i.e., taking a loved one to the hospital. Going to or from anywhere north or east of the Hunt Road closure is a significant detour each way. I think around 10 minutes each. Blue Ash is trying to be a good neighbor. We realize that Waxwing residents in both municipalities are taking the brunt of this. Mayor Bemis is out of town this week and any decision is going to be made cooperatively. I have spent several hours watching and recording the traffic count at the gate and found the busiest time between 5 5.30 where a movement can occur every 30 seconds. Please be extra vigilant with the children in the street for the short time the gate remains open. Even one of your neighbors or a delivery truck, etc., can cause an incident. Take care, Mark. Yeah. Is there a motion? I'll make a motion that we file. Second. Receive and file. Sorry. Second. So we have a motion by Mrs. Edichico to receive and file the ordinance. Seconded by Mrs. Kroger. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? 
carries by voice vote. Are there any other communications? Sorry, no. <laughs> Sorry. I think I saw one from Don Likens. If I recall, his email was directed at members of council Correct. to bring up purchasing a certain item, and I haven't done enough research to even make see if it even makes sense at this point. So and okay. I was going to look into them and, and get in touch with Chief Edens and bring it up at the next uh, committee meeting. And he has looked into them and will further. So it, that's that's all good. How, how about how about if we just uh, I'll make a motion that we. Uh, send that communication to the safety committee and let them research that, that item. Second. We have a motion by Mr. Boehner, second by Mr. Powell, to send Don Likens' communication to the safety committee. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Carries by voice vote. Any other communications? Yes, sir. Okay, moving on to guest speakers. I see no guest speakers unless I'm not aware of any. All right, moving on. Executive session, non-scheduled. Any need for one? All right, moving on. Reading of resolution, so legislative session, reading of resolutions. I see no resolutions here. Reading of ordinances. Uh, this is a second reading. An ordinance authorizing the safety service director to purchase equipment and labor to install cameras wireless internet and new keyless entry system for the Hafey Fieldhouse, pool, and parking lot area for an amount not to exceed 25000 and declaring an emergency. I'll make a motion that um, we skip the third reading. Is that a motion to suspend the re rule requiring the third re reading? Okay. We second. Have, we have a motion by Mrs. Edichico and a second by Mr. Tomlin to suspend the rules requiring the third reading. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The suspension carries. I'll make a motion to adopt. Second. We have a motion to adopt by Mrs. Edichico, second by Mrs. Kroger. Roll call, please. Mr. Powell? Yes. Mr. Bronner? Yes. Mr. Bishop? Yes. Mr. Boehner? Yes. Mr. Tommen? Yes. Mrs. Kroger? Yes. Mrs. Edichico? Yes. Seven yes. The ordinance is adopted. Ordinance number? 2023-16. Very good. Seeing no other ordinances, we'll move on to miscellaneous business. Go ahead, Bill. Hold on. You, you, you uh, sent an email uh, mentioning some miscellaneous business. Go ahead. I did. Um, I sent out the updated rules and regulations governing council procedure, and I hope everyone had a chance to review it. First, I would like to quickly go over the schedule of business for conducting <coughs> council meetings. After me, <coughs> hold on, allergies. Me too. After a meeting is called to order, we do the prayer and the pledge of allegiance, followed by roll call and approval of minutes. Next is audience participation. It is important that the president and council read the following so that the audience members understand the procedures. This is a meeting of the council of the city of Reading made public for conducting business of council and is not to be considered a community forum. 
For those who wish to address council, please approach the podium and state your name. At this time, you will be allotted five minutes to speak. When you are finished speaking, please return to your seat and council members may comment or answer questions if needed. Council members in the city's administration may address anything said during audience participation, during their reports, or at the end of the meeting <coughs> during other business. After the audience participation, the clerk will read any communications. There is a change in the section um, under communications now stating that communications are received by the clerk of council. Um, I'm sorry, communications that are that are received by the clerk of council shall not be read during council meetings unless it pertains to official business upon which council is required to be informed or take action. Any and all communications, whether read during council meetings or shall not be or, oh, I'm sorry, whether read during council meetings or not shall be distributed to members of council and the administration. Communications shall contain sufficient and credible information to identify the author, including the sender's true name and at least one of the following, an email address, mailing address, telephone number, or other similar credible information to allow the author's identity to be verified. Screen names or usernames do not constitute credible identifying information. Anonymous communication shall not be read at council meetings. Communications appearing to be bulk in nature, such as form letters and mass mailings or emails, shall not be read at council meetings. Then, um, after communications, we have guest speakers, and during regular meetings, we will have reports from administration and council members, then other business before the legislation legislative portion. <laughs> no reports are given during legislative meetings. Um, at this time, I would like to take um, I would like to make a motion to vote on updating the communications portion of the rules and regulations governing council procedure. <clears throat> so there is a point of order here. Uh, in the writing uh, city codes, there's chapter 214, rules and regulations governing council procedure. Uh, I don't recall when it was adopted, but it's several years old but it has not been updated to reflect that you may need to change that in order to make your what, what you're proposing part of the code okay. actually council rules are not required to be part of the code and probably should not be part of the code um, <coughs> we've had that discussion several times over many years uh, it, and, it, and at one point we discussed this back in the late 90s actually because reducing council rules to part of the code or an ordinance gives the mayor veto over council rules and that's uh, a, a strict violation of separation of powers council decides their own rules and they can change them at any time it's an excellent point so let me suggest this you probably want to bring to council so, uh, an ordinance that repeals section 214 Dave would that be required? I have I have suggested that in the past as well and we can we can do that so because the ordinance you're proposing is what are the changes you're proposing are entirely yours to propose but they would not change the existing law and so it would merely be a suggestion yeah, I understand that. It's just, we've been operating under 
those rules and have voted on them. Uh, yeah, council operates under rules that they vote on generally in the first meeting of their of their term, and the council rules have been inconsistent with Chapter Two Fourteen for many years. Further further discussion on uh, changing the rules. I think it would be a good idea somewhere in there to include a reminder to silence mobile devices wherever that would uh, fit in and then one other thing that jumped out at me would be on page three uh, we still have reference to the icrc library i think we do need to update that yeah i can do that those are easy changes i, I noticed that as well i was hoping somebody else would but Dave, it's my understanding that we don't, it's not an ordinance that we vote to um, on the council rules and procedures. That's, that's correct. Yeah. And state law provides that council sets their own rules. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that Dwight's point uh, that the chapter 214 ought to be repealed is a good one and a valid one because it leads to confusion. And uh, you know, I have said that many times, uh, but you know, council, uh, enacts their own rules and they do so usually at the first meeting of their term but they're allowed to change them at any time i think by that section of the code we're still 10 minutes early for the meeting <laughs> <laughs> point well taken so then we will table this and so you you have a motion on the floor well, would you like to withdraw your motion um i mean if we can go ahead and at least put the approve the changes in for communications then I would still like to go forward that motion so you're you're modifying your motion is that correct so yeah. you're, so you're, amend, you're amending your motion yeah I make a motion to vote updating the communications portion of the rules and regulations governing council procedure second I'm writing this down so I have this accurate <coughs> so we have a motion to amend the motion that Mrs. Edichico previously said by Mrs. Edichico, seconded by Mrs. Kroger. Uh, roll call, please. Mr. Powell. Yes. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Mr. Boehner. No. <clears throat> so sorry. <clears throat> Mr. Tommen. Yes. Mrs. Kroger. Yes. Mrs. Edichico. Yes. Okay. So the motion is amended. <clears throat> is there a move motion to adopt or a motion to table? Make a motion to adopt. Second. So motion to adopt by Mrs. Edichico and seconded by Mrs. Kroger. <coughs> Roll call, please. Mr. Powell. Uh, yes. Mr. Bronner. Yes. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Mr. Boehner. No. Mr. Tommen. Yes. Mrs. Kroger. Yes. Mrs. Edichico. Yes. So we have six yes, one no. The motion carries. So those, uh, that section of council rules is adopted. And then I have one more announcement to make. 
Um, I am having a committee meeting for Walls and Contracts Committee next Tuesday, April 25th at 6.30 p.m. here in the caucus room. Any additional miscellaneous I have business? some things. Right, go ahead. You know, first, I do want to comment on the Hunt Road closure. I wasn't here two weeks ago. I apologize about that. I'm married to a Florida girl. You know, her father grew up in the community she grew up in, and uh, Terry's in her 42nd year of education, and spring break, you know, we head to Florida where she grew up. You know, the first I heard of the Hunt Road closure, and, and I keep a pocket calendar, I'm still that way, and also use it as, as a journal. And February 27th, sitting in my office and our chief of public works calls me and tells me that Hunt Road's gonna close in mid-March for approximately a month. And I said, Hunt Road's gonna close entirely? He said, yes. First I'd heard of it, hadn't heard of it before, you know, again, in retrospect, we're kind of stunned. We weren't, I'm sure this is a project that someone knew about long before February 27th of this year. <coughs> and at the same time, our chief public works says Blue Ash is going to want to discuss opening up the gate uh, on Waxwing Drive. Now, again, I've been our mayor for some time here. I knock on a lot of doors. My number one complaint far and away is speeding everywhere. You know, call to sacks, this, that, and the other, speeding. So anyway, my first comment was, was and this is 100% factual what I'm gonna to say to you. I said, absolutely not, it will not open. Not if it's my decision. Two days later, I'm sitting in my office, and my fire chief walks by. You know, truly with our safety and services director, our fire chief is our chief public safety official. And just to be honest with you, in 19 years and three months, I have ignored the advice of my number one safety official exactly zero times, zero. He says to me, Mayor, we have to open it. I said, why do we have to open it? And you know, is, is our letter to the Cherryfield residents that stated, and this is truth, in conversations between Redding and Blue Ash Fire Departments, this decision was made to open it. Okay, so I immediately call a staff meeting because again, as I started out and I'll state over and over again, I didn't want it open because of the potential speeding. So now I got my safety and service director, I got my police chief, I got my chief of public works, I got my fire chief. And I said, while we're going to agree to open this up for emergency response time and for safety's sake, safety terrorizes me. I grew up in a big family, surrounded by big family. Children mean everything to me. I don't, I don't want to be the cause of a, a child getting a scrape on their body, ever, period. I said, okay, if we're gonna open it up, we're gonna do everything we can to protect it, everything. Now again, to this point, haven't heard a word from Blue Ash. Neither had our city manager. Fire chief. We, we don't have a city manager. We have a safety service director. Same thing. So no, it's not safety the same thing. Safety service director. 
he does more than city manager. He's our <coughs> equivalent of our city manager. And if you don't mind, I'm allowed to speak at these you meetings. You are allowed to speak, it's, but you're not allowed to lie. I'm not allowed to lie. Okay, my sorry. Our safety and services director, for the for the sake of the terminology, you know, someone once said that uh, our safety service director shouldn't be paid near what other uh, city managers are, and we know uh, city managers that don't have a water department, uh, don't have quite a few other things, and, and anyway. Our safety and service director, okay, H had not heard. I'm sorry, Dwight, you, you, you get to my, okay. I told him, we have a staff meeting. Okay, my safety service director, please call Blue Ash's city manager. My fire chief, please call the fire chief in Blue Ash. Chief of Public Works, police chief. And we sat and talked. You know, we have been down several police officers. You know, we are, in comparison with Blue Ash, a far more financially uh, um, challenged city. You know, we, we are fairly well minimally staffed here, and we thank God every day for what we have. I said to our police chief, can you take our speed trailer up there? Our speed trailer monitors speeds, counts cars. It's computer operated, can't be tampered with. He said, yes, sir. I'll have that up there the Friday before it's going to close. I said, can we dedicate police officers up there as much as we can, especially during have heavy traffic hours? Okay, he said, yes, we can. Okay, I asked if we could put a speed hump where the gates were. Well, we don't have a portable speed hump. I said, what, well, the very minimum? How about a stop sign? Okay, I said, we'll meet again here in a few days after you all speak to your counterparts, at which time I called the mayor Blue Ash. First time I had spoken to him. You know, I used to get out to a lot more mayor's meetings with COVID the past couple of years. I, I had never met Blue Ash's current mayor. So I called him up and I said, look, I have been told that between Blue Ash Fire Department, Reading's Fire Department, we should open that gate for emergency responses. I said, now, at the same time to the mayor of Blue Ash, I'm still talking to him, I said, it terrifies me to open it. I said, because if I'm gonna be the one that stands up and says open it, if a child gets hurt, it's, it's gonna be my fault. I said, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna put extra police up there. We're gonna put our speed trailer up there. We're gonna put an extra stop sign up there. And I said, I encourage you to do the same. I said, would you mind, you know, putting some of your police officers up there and adding stop signs as well. You know, now I got no objection. Okay, at the same time, I told him, look, I'm the type of mayor I like communicating with my residents. All four of my grandparents lived their entire lives here. Eight great-grandparents lived the majority of their lives here, several of them their entire lives. My dad said he was born related to the valley, moved in the other half. Long story short, you know, if I do something wrong or don't communicate well, I hear about it. I hear about it when I wake up. I hear about it when I go to lunch. I hear about it when I go home. I hear about it when I'm in Kroger's. I hear about it everywhere. I'm going to communicate. So we drafted a letter of which we ran by Blue Ash. Called Blue Ash's mayor again and said, here's the letter we're going to put out. I would encourage you to do the same. And here we are, you know, from February 27th, you know, now it's about the 13th of March. In fact, that's when the letter was written because at that time it went from it being closed for a, in mid-March for a month uh, to it would be closed on March 20th for six weeks, and a couple days later it grew to two months. So it was going to close March 20th. 
I, I said to our service department, deliver these letters to the people in Cherryfield. Now, we specifically only pinpointed Cherryfield for this reason. We didn't want to direct anyone else up Wax Wing Drive, not even Maplewood. We weren't going to tell anything. We all knew with, with social media, it would probably go by the way it did. We can't control social media. We asked Blue Ash not to advertise it. We asked Blue Ash to ask their contract not to advertise it as a detour route. Okay, so now, all of a sudden, it's not going to close the 20th. It's going to close the 27th. I asked Chief Public Works to hold the letters till the following week. Okay, so the week before the 27th, I guess now it's the 20th of March, out we go with these letters. Now, this was after numerous phone calls as well because Blue Ash had the big flashing sign up, road's going to close. Then road's going to close March 20th. Then road's going to close March 27th. Okay, I get them, get them all passed out. We get to the Friday before. What, what are we talking now? 27th, 26th, 25th. March 24th, my fire chief comes by. I'm in my office. He goes, Blue Ash is thinking they don't want to open it now. Now, and I'm sorry. I, I, I get to, I, I, in the meantime, you know, when those signs went up on Hunt Road, you know, it's going to close. We started getting our phone calls. Some people adamantly opposed to it opening. Some people that wanted it open very badly. So what I do as our mayor, after again, multiple conversations, several with Blue Ash's mayor, our police chief with their police chief, fire chief with fire chief, city manager with safety and services director, we come up with a plan. When Hunt Road closes, gate opens. When Hunt Road opens, gate closes. That was the combined plan. Okay, so now here we are. March 24, I've already passed out the letters. I've already talked to 20, 25 people myself, multiple calls to City Hall here, calls to our safety service director. We had a plan in conjunction with Blue Ash. So now, they're thinking about not closing or opening it up. And I said, why? Well, you know, they want to have a Zoom meeting uh, on the 28th of May, or on 28th of uh, March. I'm so sorry, it's been a long day. They, they want to have a Zoom meeting to talk this over. And we're, we're sitting there going, at this point, what are we going to talk over? You know, we passed out these letters. So next thing I know, okay, I, I told the residents it would be open when, when the street closed. Now it isn't. It's closed. You know, you got people, you know, one of the things with, with political leaders in this country is people can't believe what they say. You know, when I say something to people, I mean it. I say something to people after research, after discussion, after open discussion. You know, quite honestly, if that project had been in Reading, there would have been multiple jurisdictions invited to pre-construction meetings months before, months. And quite honestly, if this had started months before and someone had explained to me that that should not open that gate, I wouldn't have fought it for one second. I would have stood just like I did when I determined with all the input from everybody that it would be open, I would have explained to them why it had to stay closed. That isn't the explanation I got. So now the Tuesday Zoom meeting comes and uh, fire chief and my safety and services director attend the Zoom meeting. I get a call from Blue Ash's mayor afterwards. Well, we're gonna open it up. Now see the whole while here, believe this or not, 
You know, I have very little input on whether it be open or not. Now, you, everybody comes here and says, Mayor Redding opened that, Blue Ash opened it, and Blue Ash closed it. And quite honestly, when they opened it, it was with some input from us, not a lot. You know, I'm wondering now, Joe, you know, they, you got an engineer in Blue Ash now you, on a job that was supposed to start mid-March, mid then it was going to start the 20th of March, and on the 24th of March, okay, it was supposed to start mid-March, the 20th of March, on the 24th of March, he wants to have a meeting on the 28th of March to discuss safety. And so we've been discussing safety here since February 27th, because I'm going to tell you this again, it terrified me to open it. I don't want to hurt a child, any child, anywhere. But for emergency responses that turned out to be emergency responses in quite a few areas. Because now come Monday morning when they didn't open it like they said they would, Blue Ash said they would open it Monday morning, and Blue Ash did indeed end up opening at what, on Tuesday afternoon. Reading didn't open it, Blue Ash did. I'm getting calls Monday morning about traffic lined up from Columbia Avenue down to Sanborn Court on Furman with angry residents saying there's no way you could get emergency vehicle to our home and how could I be so stupid as to allow that gate to remain closed. You know, there's over 300 homes between Cherryfield and Maplewood. Over 300 homes. You know, my study of this is when, when Hunt Road got closed to Blue Ash, it was virtually insignificant for the traffic in Blue Ash. It was a major change for Reading. 300 homes, 310 homes, I believe. Most homes have at least two cars now. Now you're 600 cars. I would imagine, and again, I've never taken the speed, I imagine a good 200 go up through Blue Ash. And, we, and people from Reagan go to Blue Ash for a multitude of reasons. Go to hospitals, go to their jobs, to get on the Ronald Reagan Highway, on and on. So now we got a minimum of 200 more cars going up Furman Road in the morning. We can't get emergency vehicles there. Those were my first couple calls. My next couple calls were cars backed on to the Ronald Reagan Highway where the contractor that Blue Ash hired had all the detour going. Now, I don't know if you've ever been off the Ridge Road exit on the Ronald Reagan Highway. There's a wicked bend there. Eight, 10 years ago, we used to have Mount Notre Dame girls onto that highway there, around that wicked bend. You talk about something that terrifies a mayor? People calling you, I've been out there. So now I'm getting calls Monday. It took us four red lights to get off the Ronald Reagan Highway, to get off the Ronald Reagan. Now tweaking those lights, there's a multitude. It's, it's county has some controls of those lights. Amberley has controls, Reading does. And you can only tweak them. You know, so we took the initiative to have those lights tweaked. Now you know what happens then? When you extend the green light going one way to get people off the Ronald Reagan, now you have people backing up all the way down to Benson Street in Reading. And now making, getting emergency vehicles to Mount Notre Dame High School, Reading High School, is another safety issue that didn't seem to be considered. We got cars parked on Ronald Reagan. There have been several more uh, accidents on the Ronald Reagan than is, as usual. And we did have a fire where response was delayed. And the woman whose house burnt was one of the women, one of the seniors who called me very upset about it being closed, said, for the love of this world, why can't we, why can't Reading and Blue Ash get together and control traffic on Wax Wing Drive for the safety of our residents? I didn't have much of an answer for that. You know, we did our side from what I've heard, and maybe you guys can all correct me. I don't know if the Blue Ash police showed up much on the other side. Nope. And you know, so then you know what's happening? The mayor of Reading is getting calls from 
Blue Ash residents about speeding going on in Blue Ash. That's where they're directing the calls. You and I first became mayor, we looked it up. There was a golf pro in Blue Ash get, making $20,000 more a year than my safety and services director. Never mind. Don't know why I would mention that. They weren't there. They, they, they wanted this to fail. You know, I called Mark Serkin again. I said, Mark, Blue Ash residents are calling me about speeding in Blue Ash, which, by the way, our speed trailer did not monitor. You know, I think Patrick did read a lot of them here. I think 98% of the vehicles were going under the speed limit. I said, Mark, if we can't control Waxwing Drive, we, we might as well dig a hole and crawl in it. I said, this is a major project in Blue Ash. So now I'm still dealing with a couple accidents at, at uh, Columbia Avenue and, and Ronald Reagan Highway. I don't know, was this the cause? Senior citizens that always went Cooper Road or Hunt Road and Cooper Road. And I'll tell you this, you know, I, I'm a Reading Blue Devil fan left and right. If I'm going to Madera High School, you know, I go out Galbraith Road to Montgomery, to Miami. You know, there's plenty of places I go Hunt Road to Cooper Road to get out to Indian Hill to take my granddaughter to her horseback riding lessons. I stay off the highway. You know, our, our citizens between 80 and 90 years old don't like getting on that highway. Maybe it's had something to do with the extra accidents on the Ronald Reagan that, again, not considered. And then, as Susan Slavey stood up here two weeks ago and said, you know, as we worry about children on Waxwing, we also have to worry about children on not only Furman, but Sanborn Court, Alwell Drive, Georgia Lane, Carol Ann, Becky Court, and Oldwick. And a former safety service director who sat here in Ward 4 seat for years, he was safety and services director for 12 years. He, he wanted to open it when he was safety and services director. He couldn't get out of his neighborhood. So now we probably got the 300 homes between Cherryfield and, and Maplewood that are now safety impaired. We, we got all the homes, I imagine, there are 300 or more between Alwell, Georgia, Becky. So it's a multitude of things. But lo and behold, you know, all of a sudden I hear they're going to close it. Did not get a call. I was not consulted. No one in Reading was consulted. And Blue Ash, after being the ones who came to an agreement to keep it open for safety purposes far and wide, reneged on their deal to me and closed it without my consultation, without my police chief, fire chief, or safety and services director. And yet, I bet I got more calls about speeding from Blue Ash residents than Blue Ash did. I find that rather funny, or rather odd, to say the very least. Blue Ash residents, call the mayor, there's speeding going on here. I said, did you think to call the Blue Ash police maybe? I didn't, I didn't have it open. I didn't have it closed. Blue Ash did both, and quite honestly, if they want to be upright, they did very little to consider the safety of Reading residents when they did it. So now I'll go to the rest of my report. Very little. You know something? We planted trees on Benson Street here during the day, just during the day, here about a month ago. We blocked one lane, and our fire chief called five jurisdictions telling, telling them if they had to use Blue Ash Road or um, Benson Street for something, they may be delayed. Five jurisdictions. We, we didn't get contacted for nothing. 
no pre-planning whatsoever no heads up whatsoever my own safety service director has to tell me february 27th the hunt road's going to close for a month went a couple days there it was six weeks a couple days there it was two months and quite honestly i think we all know by now it might be a miracle if it gets done in two months none zero consultation there uh, unbelievable to me and i was um, i was totally flexible then i'm totally flexible now you know something if somebody wants to come in here they've never come back and told me now here why all of a sudden something that was so necessary for emergency responses all of a sudden vanished in the air and all these other areas now that have safety issues oh we don't think about those we don't worry about those quite honestly i'll, I'll, I'll flat out quote it don't care about them i do you know here in the city of reading you know what if you get hurt we don't ask where you're from we don't ask what your religion is. We don't ask what your nationality is. We serve you. If we are busy, and again, with, with employees, we are minimally, minimally staffed. If there's an accident, blue we go. We run. You know, we are mutual aid, heavy participants in it and love it. I didn't open it. I didn't close it. I truly didn't get, get consulted on opening it. And I truly didn't get consulted on closing it. Blue Ash opened that. Quite honestly, I, I wonder about that one because some people tell me it's in Reading. But they opened it, they closed it. And then, you know, what am I going to get in a political battle and, and go up there and open it up like I've been requested by a multitude of people to do, especially senior citizens, only so they can put horses up? I'm, I'm not going to play political games. I've been waiting for a cooperative, mutual aid type of agreement of which I've gotten none. So thanks for coming to Reading Council meetings where we listen and, and let you talk. Residents of called Blue Ash have not, have not received a response and have been hung up on. But come here because you know I'm a strong mayor. I listen, I return calls. I bet I talked to four different residents in Blue Ash about speeding in Blue Ash. I'm sorry. This Saturday, this Saturday April 22nd is clean up Reading Day. We will be meeting at 10 a.m. either at Caney Park Small Pavilion or St. Peter and Paul Cemetery on Reading Road. Our city garage will be open from 8 a.m. till 2 p.m. for residents of Reading to bring non-hazardous materials. Please, no paints, batteries, oils, chemicals. Even if we have very, if we have rain and solid rain, the garage will be open. It was too late for us to, to cancel this. We will do our best to get what's done. If it's pouring rain and people want to clean up, every day is clean up litter day here in Reading, and we appreciate the many wonderful people who do that. Also, on the same day, uh, the Andy Ramsey Memorial event at Canning Park. Anybody who doesn't remember Andy Ramsey 19 years ago, uh, just about this time, just a couple months ago, high school <coughs> sophomore, I believe, on his way to watch some friends uh, wrestle at the state meet in Columbus, and he loses his life in a car accident. Ever since his, then, his family has gotten together and had memorial fundraisers of which they have donated to college scholarships for children from Reading schools that have been very helpful for at least the last 17, 18 years and generous. You know, you get this Andy Ramsey scholarship, you get it all four years. They've been so generous. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful family community event. I, 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 please get down. You know, a, a grieving mother 19 years later. That was 2004. Never forget it. But anyway, um, Reading High School's girls and boys soft, uh, girls softball, boys baseball team will be playing in a tournament down there. Both of them excellent teams, Kelly and 
or um, Katie and Shelley and, and Scott could tell you, wonderful teams to watch. So please get down and donate to that. It, it's, it's a very good cause. Pool signups, the first three Saturdays in May, and Scott will report on this in a week. There's only two more televised council meetings, this being one of them before the, the first three Saturdays in May where pool signups start. 10 a.m. to noon at the Havey Fieldhouse, first three Saturdays in May. Our pool membership costs remain as economical as we can keep them with a family membership of $120 a year, an individual's $90 a year, senior citizens $25, and you can belong to our pool if you work full-time for a company here in Reading. You know, we subsidize that pool, dollars $50,000 a year, so we're not making any money on it. If I gave it to any one of you, uh, the first thing you'd have to do is raise the rates to price 600 a year to begin to break even. So it's an excellent deal. We want you to join. Um, but anyway, to get uh, the, the family membership at 120, individual at 90, senior assistance 25, you got to do that before June 1st. After June 1st, family costs go to 140, individuals 120, seniors to 30. Um, also, for a little bit of future planning, BYO's Memorial Weekend Festival is this year is May 26, 27, 28, 29 with excellent food, drinks, entertainment, rides, softball tournament, always wonderful. A lot of awesome people. Please come to Caney Park and support an incredible all-volunteer organization, all-volunteer for many years. Keeps close to 300 boys and girls busy six, seven months a year playing basketball, softball, baseball. An all-volunteer organization, a wonderful organization. All kids are given an opportunity to be on a team and learn the fundamentals of the game while being taught teamwork and sportsmanship. A Reading High School grad from 10, 12 years ago came in to pay his water bill. The other day, hadn't seen him for a while. He, he was born with no legs below his knees and no arms below his elbows. Played VYO baseball and played in every game. Dominic McElvaney, when I first met him, he ran up and down steps on Thurnridge Drive quicker than I could, and I was in great shape then. Fearless little kid, everybody plays. The main thing is you learn sportsmanship, teammanship, and, and how to be a, a good human being. That's, that's the, the motto of, of that organization. Um, just a couple other things. We keep monitoring MSD's restoration work from the sewer project from the Mill Creek to West Street. That's ongoing. We keep working with them. The sewer project on Reading Road that has Reading Road down to one lane both ways. You know, talk about a major uh, uh, affair to go through. That could go on the rest of this year. You know, I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll just take a few more minutes. You talk about controlling residential streets and the pain and, and the and, and the uh, and the um, danger of it. You should have been here for the 20-inch in diameter uh, Duke high-density uh, pipeline that went through our community that was forced upon it. You know, somehow it it, it skipped the uh, what's the big uh, country club? You know, where it was recommended it go. It went through our city here, where we had to have police officers on around the clock. Uh, talk about a dangerous thing where kids were used to playing here, there, and everywhere. 20 inch in diameter. Would that project take a year? Sorry if I'm... At least. At least. It's true. Really just finished up with 3rd Street being paved. Okay, our, our city engineers are putting together several options and estimates for the Hunt Road landslide that that's in Reading between Furman and, and Waxwing. It isn't going to be an easy fix there. But anyway, here within the next month or two, we should have several different options and, and engineers' estimates uh, for that. Um, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll stop at that one and report more in a couple weeks. But sorry it took so long. Sorry I wasn't here two weeks ago. 
uh, being being a, a married man is a high priority to me and my wife's a Florida girl and loves it and spends 38 years of running community schools here give giving these students the the best of her life day in day out and loves it and if she's listening to me she'll miss it badly quick question on the MSD on Reading Road there's a big pothole when you're coming south. <coughs> I think it was fixed. Yeah, it, it okay. should be. I drive that every day. I, I'm pretty sure it's okay. fixed. Yeah. Thank you. I, I drove it slow just to see it. Mr. Banner? Yeah, I've got another comment, uh, Bo, to go along to further your point. Um, a lot of people I know from the Classic Academy are coming down Reading Road from uh, Glendale Milford. And uh, for people out there that aren't paying attention, that project uh, MSD is doing on Reading Road and Reading was probably announced or um, studied uh, and signed back in September of October last year. So it's not like we put that project up there to compete with Hunt Road. Uh, that traffic's backing up really bad at night and early in the morning. And, and nothing we can do about it. That's just the way it's we're stuck. Uh, they're doing it as fast as they can go, but you know they got to do it safely and moving pipes in and out moving the gravel in and out is just not an easy thing to do um, a lot of people are trying to skip coming down hunt road and going over through uh lachlan but you know you just got to take a chance whether you can beat the train or not that's all there's to it but uh that that bolsters your point though bo that uh you know we what you got you and patrick went out of your way to, to plan that msd project and uh, had no idea at that time <coughs> that this other deal was going to come up on the road. You know, you talk about classical academy, they're upset too. We have a retired firefighter who drives a bus for Sycamore. He picks up a child for the classical academy in Reading on Waxwing and Blue Ash. He has to go back to Cooper Road and anyway, no thought at all. No thought at all. Um, Mr. Bishop. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I just want to report on some pretty good numbers from last time, uh, viewership. Uh, we had 89 unique viewers of 305 impressions. We had 160 uh, unique viewers on YouTube that are, were archived, on the archived version. And we had 213 audio archived listeners. So, Did you send it to Carla? I will. I've got my service report from last meeting that I didn't give because the meeting was run long. This is from April 4th. Uh, city crews laid out the soccer fields at the old Reading Central School at Jefferson Mechanic. City repaired a uh, small catch basin on the city lot at West Benson and Jefferson. City crews cut and trimmed trees at Cherryfield Park at Kenny Park. And uh, the crew did shut down a uh, shutdown for Sinesis for a manhole leak on Reading Road near the creek for MSD as part of that project. Uh, the crew repaired a stormwater pipe at 154 East Guest Drive. They also uh, starting the maintenance to open up the city pool, and they're starting to break down some of the snowplow trucks. Uh, they replaced some fencing at Quiet Park. It was damaged by a storm uh, in, at the end of March. Um, this week's report: City crew's been out patching potholes throughout the, all the streets. The mulch has been out collecting branches. Street sleepers even been out. Uh, city crews have been doing water shutoffs. Uh, they've been replacing signs throughout the city. Uh, They're still mapping the lead water lines throughout the city as well. That new equipment's working well for that project. Um, 
They opened up the restrooms at the, all the parks. They repaired a fire hydrant at Carroll Ann and repaired a sign on Becky Court. They replaced a fire hydrant at 1132 Goldwick Drive. Uh, they've been working on painting in court for a pickleball contest at Caney Park. Uh, they've been painting soccer fields throughout the city. And they've been cleaning out catch basins throughout the city and making some repairs. Uh, they repaired a water line leak in front of the driveway at the garage at Rain Road uh, last week as well. I referenced this a little bit last week, but I wanted to, anybody have any questions on the uh, railroad? Um, according to state law, state of uh, Ohio law, cities and villages can set the speed <coughs> and the um, length of railroads coming through their town. You can set them, but you can't enforce them. Federal officials have to enforce them. Uh, there's a small village uh, West Jefferson, north of uh, Columbus, that um, according to state law, they could have required the speeds to be as low as four miles an hour. Well, they didn't. They left it at 10 miles an hour, but they put a 100 limit on their, on their railroad uh, cars. It's because they don't have any, um, they do that because they don't have any crossings. All the train tracks are on trestles above ground. And they're worried, worried about um, <coughs> rail cars falling off the trains and all that. But the biggest item out of this whole article I've got, the people that have been on the first uh, <coughs> responders, engineers, um, it's not how fast or how long the train is, it's the condition of the track. And if they don't start inspecting the tracks at least two, three times a year, we're still going to have problems. And I've noticed that more and more now, Bo, that we're, the trains in Reading are getting longer all the time. In fact, the one had a pasture rail train with a bunch of old pasture cars. They had people in it going down. It was Friday night going down. Uh, that was the dinner uh, it was, train. It was a long train. But, you know, they, they were going pretty slow. I mean, they, they're not going to go flying down through there. But... Um, Whenever the state and the federal government get together, uh, we're hope, they're hoping that uh, the federal government is going to allow the PUCO to um, enforce these rules and regulations on the railroads. So the federal government doesn't have to always have to come in and <coughs> enforce all these things. So as things come up, I'll let you know about the railroads. But that's all we've got at this point. Thank you. Any questions for Mr. Boehner? Any other miscellaneous business? I have two items if no one else has any. All right. Uh, Mr. Mayor, if you had no input from anyone here, how is it that there is a Reading fire lock on that gate? And do you know that it's private property and there has to be some sort of agreement by the property owners for traversing that property? And uh, that association is attempting to be nice by allowing those locks to be on that gate. Well, we do have our own lock on it now. You know, and what you bring up, do I pursue that? <clears throat> you know, I, I don't know why Blue Ash opened that without looking into that. And they asked why they closed it. Maybe you should call Mayor Blue Ash and ask him how he did that without looking into that. On the wire by, again, I'm the one that opened it. No, I'm not. I absolutely didn't. I believe that was Blue Ash employees opened that up under orders from people in Blue Ash. I didn't. So ask them how they did that. 
you know, quite honestly, like I told you earlier, I, I honestly don't know if, if the property isn't even in Reading, how, how they had, honestly, I don't know what word to be polite about, how they did it. You know, we know what would have happened, though. You know, I mean, you, you can always park a police car sideways or put up some horses and, you know, why to play that type of game? I, we don't have the time. You know, we had expected, again, cooperation, communication, a unified response, and then stand up to your unified response. You know, especially when a multitude of other things have happened, apparently, because of this. You can't keep Waxwing Drive safe. I actually, that's it. It's time to dig a hole. I actually spoke with the mayor last week, Mayor Blush. Hmm. What did he say? He couldn't, just couldn't do it? He was very responsive. I didn't ask that particular question. But he, he was interested in, in knowing also uh, who installed the gate at the south end of Waxwing, I guess at Sycamore Township there. I don't know either. They, they, they predated me. Because they look like a pair that they would probably have been ordered at the same time. They're the you same know, construction. Here's the other one. You know, people at the same time opened up the one at the other end. We opened up the one between Hunt Road and Cooper because of emergency responses. If Sycamore Township responds, they take the Ronald Reagan Highway. They don't go down large through, through a residential area. So again, I couldn't use the same rationale and neither could anybody else. That, that gate was open for emergency response teams determined by the Reading and Blue Ash Fire Departments. Not me. I sure did get the calls though, and I tell you what, I enjoy talking to people, to tell you the truth. I tell what people what I know, I listen to them so I can learn. You know, I'm not against making adjustments. I, I don't know about how this last one happened that all of a sudden it's going to be closed permanently. I didn't get a call. I, I really appreciated that. Who did I get a call from? Did I get that call from you, Lisa? You're the one that told me. You're the one that told me. Hey, like that. For, for I guess, and I, I should just, I can't say no more. An understaffed community, I guess. It's nice that you did their job for them. I might as well flat out say it. But I'm, I'm glad you told me. Because I, I didn't get one call. Not one call. I really appreciate that, by the way. It, it but gave I think me as far as the keys... I, both from my understanding that both cities have had keys to that that gate in the event of emergency that they would need to get into it so I think that's been a while yeah many, year, many years and I think because it used to be a bar that went across and whenever they switched it to a gate is when they did the keys is my understanding I don't know if that's 100% fact but I looked at the locks today they look relatively new so whether they were old new it doesn't really matter they, there are locks on there that were you know if the, the guy that, uh, the guy lives on Hunt Road just east of Cherryfield that house goes winds up that that's that's some bluish uh, that guy's got to depend on us because bluish is never going to get there on any time of day, type of day, yep. unless they use the gate. Right. Yeah. Any further miscellaneous business? Motion to adjourn. Second. Oh, Mr. Banner beat you by half a second. So, uh, motion by Mr. Banner to adjourn. Second by Mrs. Edichico. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? We are adjourned. Everybody have a good night.